Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, I want to start off today where we kind of left off a little bit yesterday, but not quite got into it the way I wanted to. Joe, I, I posted something today on Twitter slash X. Sorry, I always call it Twitter. I hope everybody's okay with that. I go it's Twitter easier. still. Yeah. I mean, it's Twitter.com, right? It's still the, the, it's still the website. Yeah, the company's name is Twitter, too. So uh, everything except okay. that little logo on the top left is Twitter. <laughs> All right, well. If you, if you see, I don't know if you've seen it. I'd like you to go to it. And this is the mm-hmm. MVP discussion we had yesterday, okay? And I, I kind of clumsily talked about it. I think I want to formulate my thoughts a little bit better here. So NFL MVP. There's no real clear runaway this year. It's mm-hmm. great. I think it's awesome. We have all these guys that you could kind of debate. I think it's a really good discussion. And I want everybody to know here, like, I might not. I don't have a vote. I don't have a vote for NFL MVP. Let's get on that, Joe. NFL, give yeah. me a vote for NFL MVP. Um Actually, I think it's just the AP anyway. It's the AP voting. Okay, so if I did have a vote, I want to make it clear. I don't know if I'd vote for Josh Allen. I might. I might not. This is not a, well, you're just trying to promote Josh Allen. I don't know. It, they're, they're, in fact, I think I might vote for Rock Purdy. I think he's had an amazing year for a great team, and he's just played so steady all year. Maybe he's the guy. I could vote for Christian McCaffrey. I might vote for Josh Allen. It's, it's probably one of those three or Lamar Jackson for me. That's where mm-hmm. I stand. But the reason that I put this chart out, so what I did was I went through and I created a little spreadsheet, as you know I like to do for things sometimes, and I, put mm-hmm. every, I, I took every quarterback. This does not include non-quarterbacks. You and I talked about that situation. I took every quarterback who's thrown for at least 3,000 yards this year and included them in this list. Mm-hmm. And I added up, and I have total yards. That's rushing plus passing. That should matter, right, Joe? Like, it's total yards. It shouldn't be just passing yards, right? Yes. I think it should okay. matter for both. I will say oh, total yards or total touchdowns? Total yards and total touchdowns. Okay. The only asterisk I make on that is with one player, and that is Jalen Hurts, because like 11 of his rushing touchdowns are just the tush push. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh has a few of those now. There's no doubt. He, I, did, I actually looked this up a couple weeks ago, though. Allen only had, I think, like maybe two of those going into last week, and then he got his third. So, yeah, no, it's a couple with Allen, but, like, Hurts, it's, like, a huge percentage. But either way, that's that's a smaller part of this anyway. 
Okay, so be it as it as it may, what I did was I put total yards. That's pu- passing plus rushing. And in the next column, I put total touchdowns. That's passing plus rushing. Yep. Then total turnovers. That's mm-hmm. interceptions plus fumbles lost. Not just fumbling, fumbles lost. And I will tell everybody, and I say this all the time, let's remember, and you can try to parse this however you want, whenever there's a fumbled exchange, it basically goes on the quarterback, unless it's like snapped over his head on a shotgun, okay. right? Yep. If there's a fumbled exchange, it's the it, it goes against the quarterback, uh, meaning a snap to center exchange. It's usually generally also on the quarterback if there's a fumbled exchange to the running back, um, unless it looks like the running back had it and then dropped it. So a lot of times, but generally it all evens out, okay? Mm-hmm. So I put total turnovers, that's interceptions, plus fumbles lost, and then I put team record. And the team record is regardless of the team had that particular player starting. For example, Justin Herbert's team record is 5-10, and 10, right? I only put him on the list because he's thrown for 3,000 yards, but obviously he hasn't started every game for that team. Okay, so now let's take a look at this. Here's what stands out to me, and this is what bothered me yesterday that I tried to get to. We have an article written at SI.com, as Matt Vandermeer maybe right? We have other people who've written about or talked about this. We've seen people, the talking heads, talk about this. And it comes down to some, uh, some sort of Josh Allen might be the MVP, dot, 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 but the turnovers. What bothers me, Joe, is why is that weighted more than the touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Why are the turnovers weighted more than the touchdowns? If you look at this graph that I put up, the turnovers are pretty even across the board. Yes, Josh has 18. You know, Trevor Lawrence has more. He has 19. Jalen Hurts has 18. Patrick Mahomes has 16. Just yeah. two less than Josh Allen. So if you go to the touchdowns, Josh is way ahead of everybody. I mean, Jalen Hurts has 35. He's the closest to Josh at 40. And then you have to have a pretty steep drop after that. Mahomes 26. Tua 26. Brock Purdy 31. That's nine more. What bothers me about this discussion, if you want to talk about Josh Allen and take it away from him, I don't mind if you don't give it to Josh, folks. I don't mind if there's an AP voter that says, I'm not going to vote for Josh Allen. But to me, the reason should be, hey, because Brock Purdy's been so good, or Lamar Jackson has these great stats, or Christian Mc... That's fine. I don't understand why the turnovers have to be more heavily weighted in this discussion than the total touchdowns, which he's... Blowing everybody away on. Yeah, they. I don't think they should be at all. Um, the if you look at some of the 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 plays in, you know, the last game against the Chargers. I was just looking for this while you were talking about like value of a touchdown versus value of a turnover. It's not the same. It's not one for one. It's it's not. You know, Allen throws 18 picks on the season, so that cancels out 18 of the touchdowns. That's that's not how it works. In fact, if you look at, you know, just look at the advanced stats for this, for for instance, last week against the last week against the uh, against the Chargers, the the EPA stats per play, the Bills gained. I don't even know how this works. It's kind of funny. Like, how, how is it not worth six, right? Because it's literally a touchdown. But Allen to Gabe Davis for a touchdown was 4.7 EPA. Again, kind of weird that, that it's not six, but whatever. 4.7 is Allen's touchdown to Gabe Davis. The interception that he threw when he was going for digs, which, by the way, was kind of like the same, the kind of the same play, um, just different area of the field, was minus 1.7. Like we're t- almost three times the difference, where you're getting turnover versus touchdown. That's one isolated instance, but I I'm with you. I I don't think interceptions or fumbles 
should rate the same. They matter. I'm not saying they don't matter at all, but touchdowns matter more because right. it, we're seeing the proof in the pudding. Every week, every network has a graphic package that says, since 2018, Josh Allen has the most touchdowns in the league and the most interceptions or the most turnovers. The Bills have an incredible record with Josh Allen as their quarterback. He should be the proof in the pudding of, well, okay, what does that mean? This guy is the most touchdowns and the most turnovers, and this team always has an incredible record. Uh, that must mean touchdowns are more, more valuable than interceptions. I think it's a great point. I love it the way you laid it out there. Did you see Jason Cole tweeting about this the other day? It was kind of no, maddening. No, no. Oh yeah, go to, go to Jason Cole's Twitter feed. Like he was tweeting about this, it was kind of maddening, and he was ma- he was firing back. At, he was very defensive, mm. very defensive, because he basically said, "Hey, he said Josh Allen's a great player. I'm not saying he's not a great player, and maybe he's going to win a Super Bowl, and maybe he's going to win MVP, but it's not going to be this year because of the turnovers." And he literally listed Joe. This is what made me upset. He listed four games, four instances of his turnovers, quote directly leading to Bills' losses. And one of them was the first offensive play of the game against the Bengals. A game in which he left the field with the lead. Yeah. He also mentioned the Eagles. A game in which he left the field with the lead. He also mentioned the Broncos. A game in which he left the field with the lead. Yeah. I, this, it's, it's maddening to me to read this, right? Like, directly led to losses. So, but the other big picture of that is, if that's your standard, if you're using turnovers if you're using interceptions and you say Josh Allen great touchdowns I would consider him but the turnovers then you will never vote for him you'll never vote for him right because I got news for you folks he's always going to be higher in turnovers than most quarterbacks maybe not as high as this year maybe not lead the league but that's his game and that's what makes him great and why he has 40 touchdowns yeah I hear you I I think maybe on that I do think there is one way in which all of this could be, all of the, the Fogley, the Jason Coles of the world, and, and more, could be persuaded or realize, hey, it actually might not be that detrimental, and it might it's not as valuable as you think. If Allen wins the Super Bowl this year, and, you know, there are a billion reasons why a Bills fan would be, uh, you know, would want that to happen more than this, I know, but... If you want that narrative or that talking point to die of, well, the turnovers, but the turnovers, articles written that are but the turnovers, Mm -hmm. if Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl while leading the league in turnovers this season, forever, the counterpoint will be able to be made of... Yep. Of any any time in the future, Dak Prescott. This was last year. So let's say uh, next year it's jo- it's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow starts throwing a million interceptions for some reason, but he's got five, but he's going five thousand yards and he's on pace for like forty touchdowns. Then, if that had happened with the Bills and Allen, then what will somebody be able to say next year? To well, but the turnovers with Joe Burrow, and then someone will come back with, yeah, but Josh Allen just won the Super Bowl leading the league with turnovers. You'll have that forever. And, hey, the Bills are still in it. They are probably going to the playoffs. They are still alive to be the two seed in the AFC. And among the teams in the league, like, they are definitely live to win the Super Bowl. But that would definitely change it, I think. If they found a way, if Allen won it and led the league in turnovers, I think the conversation would be different forever. Agreed. 
and I know you know this, but just so all the fans know and all the listeners know, MVP voting does not count the playoffs. The voting right. is done yes. at the end of the regular season. Right. Same so, with coach of yes. the year, all that kind of stuff. So, right, like that wouldn't impact this year's MVP, but right. hey, in two years, Allen has the same exact season, but right. two years before we saw him win the Super Bowl, then I bet there's like a huge percentage of voters that would vote differently. You know what I mean? No doubt. 803-0550, the number to call to get connected with us here on the Extra Point Show, Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. In about 15 minutes from now, we're going to check in with our guy Brian Cozio. He's the Sabres pre- and post-game host and intermission host, of course, here on WGR on the Sabres Radio Network. And, you know, Brian's a teacher normally, so we never really get a chance to chat with him throughout the week. But he's off this week because it's holiday break, Christmas break. So reached out to Brian and said, hey, let's talk a little Sabres. Let's talk a little Bills going forward. Always uh, interesting to get his thoughts. And of course, um, the golf season is about to ramp up as well. And you got Tiger and Charlie and all the things they're doing. So we'll just chat with Brian. We haven't, <laughs> excuse me, we haven't done that in a while. And then at 11.15 today, we are going to go down to One Bills Drive for Joe Brady's weekly media availability, and Eric Washington's weekly media availability. And the reason why it's happening today basically is because there was no Monday because it was Christmas where they generally meet with the media via Zoom. So we'll carry that live today during the 11 a.m. hour. Joe, it's also Fantasy Football Championship Week. We got to help people. You got to help people. So I need you to get on starts and sits today. You got to tell people who they should be starting, who they should be sitting. I'm very upset. Not because of anything you did this time around. It's just my team did not perform well. But I also played Amari Cooper in my big league semifinals last week. You played You played against him? Against him, I'm sorry. Against he went him. against me. It was done. I was done you were, like, No one was overcoming What is going that. on here? Yeah, no one was And he had David that. Njoku, by the way. Like, I got I got put away by the Cleveland Browns. Man, I what's, what's a worse feeling? That or me missing the playoffs by one game in a league where... In the consolation bracket, I started Joe Flacco, David Njoku, and Amari Cooper, but couldn't capitalize on it because I didn't make it in the first place. Those guys got me like 200 points. Um, By the way, on that, I I will have him featured in starts and sits tonight, despite not having all the information, but if you're, there are, everyone might know, everybody probably knows somebody that's in their championship because of Amari Cooper. He is not guaranteed to play tonight. You know, I saw that. Yeah. Saw that. Heel injury, what? hopeful to play. Like, hopeful to play on the morning of, I think, does leave some room for he might not. Tua was limited yesterday. I don't think there's anything there, but did you see that? Tua was limited no. in practice? No. With, uh, with what? Was it? Ah, uh, finger and something else. Okay. I mean, nothing that's... I, I have to go back and look. I just read he was limited. Left thumb. But you're like, ah. and Left thumb and quad injuries. There you go. Left thumb and quad. Left Nothing thumb yet. on the uh, on the throwing hand. That's that's usually yeah. That's, he good. is a left handed thrower. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> I have to right. point out to people that when you look at an injury report, you generally see like ankle or you know, arm. If it's a if it's a quarterback, the 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 team must list yeah. what arm or hand it is. If it's a kicker or punter, they must also do that because obviously that matters too how they can throw or kick. Man, Sal, the Dolphins are so banged up. I just brought up their they injury are. report. And not to get too far off on them because they're next week, but, well, Ravens this week is huge. 
they have listened to all the players that are not practicing for them. Devin Achan with a toe injury. Taron Armstead, who has three injuries. He, he's never practicing. Tyreek Hill did not practice with his ankle. Jalen hmm. Waddle did not practice with his eye ankle he's strain. Out. He's not right. going to play. Yep, I agree. Mostert did not practice with knee and ankle injuries. Robert Hunt on their offensive line did not practice with a hamstring. You mentioned Tua was limited. I mean, they they are... Even the guys that are playing through stuff are still very banged up and not practicing in the middle of the week. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a, a comparison between the Bills and the Dolphins right now in terms of health, I mean, the Bills are in a much better spot this this at this stage in the season. And the Dolphins have lost players for the year, like Jalen Phillips, obviously. Right. And their center, um, whose Con- name is Connor Williams. Connor, Connor Williams. Williams. Connor Williams, thank you. Th- those are huge losses for them. And they play the Ravens, obviously, same time as the Bills play yeah. on Sunday. Sean McDermott was asked yesterday, Joe, are you, uh, will you be kind of, you know, what's your philosophy on scoreboard and showing it in the stadium? And he kind of is like, yeah, I don't really, whatever they got to do, they got to do. Like, he's not going to worry about that. We got to win our game. He did say, though, then he snuck in, but I was getting updates in 2017. He said that. <laughs> Remember back in yes. Miami? He's like, yeah, I was getting updates. Joe, I will tell you, it, it was a great night. Like, obviously, when the Bills broke the drought. And just a little behind the scenes, and I know people have heard this before, but I think about that game because of what's going on this year. There were so many Bills fans at that game in Miami, and there were so many Bills fans behind the Bills bench, as they always are. Bills fans were shouting the score to the Bills players throughout the game. In, hey, yeah, Bengals are up. Hey, Ravens are up. Come on, we got it. It was it was amazing. Yeah, when when it's the final week of the season, I feel like it's generally more. Uh, of a thing, right. anyway. Two weeks to go. Yeah, I wouldn't expect yeah. you know McDermott to be. I mean, he might glance up at the scoreboard at some point, but doesn't mean he's you know it's third and ten, and he's like got to figure out what's going on with the Ravens game. Well, listen, our scoreboard updates on the Buffalo Bills radio network and game broadcasts are sponsored, and mm-hmm. this is like the greatest sponsorship ever this week. It's going to be the most dialed in. Yep. If you're driving around, you're going to be listening, and so I need Sal to give me the scores. I need Sal to give me the scores. What's going on in the Ravens Dolphins game? So we're going to have that for you. On Sunday, Bills Patriots, 1 p.m. on Sunday here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Let's get connected with our fans right now. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Steve in Orchard Park. Hi, Steve. Go ahead. You're on the Extra Point Show. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, good morning. I don't know if you saw, you're busy. Uh, Richard Sherman was on his show with uh, Skip Bayless and um, Keyshawn Johnson. And he pretty much went on a rant about the MVP and basically was saying how Josh Allen is being judged differently than the other guys who have won it the last five years. He's responsible for 83% of the Bills touchdowns and the previous winners are all well below that, that uh, percentage. He also mm-hmm. talked about, you know, his stats in general. So he said, why are we setting a new standard here? Like, I'm not, I don't really I care if he wins the MVP. It's not on my, you know, not that high in the list, but um, if it was another quarterback, Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, had these stats, you can bet the, the national media would say, oh, he's the MVP hands down. But because he's Josh and he has some turnovers, they kind of like want to talk about his turnovers versus his results. I, I think, uh, Joe, you were alluding to that earlier. Mm-hmm. So I just think he's, he's kind of like being judged a little bit unfairly on what he's done here and I believe he is the first quarterback or in NFL history to have 40-plus um, touchdowns uh, four years in a row. So it's yeah. not like the guy doing that. So that's just my take on it. Yeah, another two thought I have, too. Thanks for the call, Steve. The 
the Bills' record, I mean, Sal, you put that as a column in, in your, your chart that you did here, uh, and rightfully so because a lot of voters will sometimes just look at the record. I mean, that almost can be a frustrating part of it. Is It kind of feels like they, the favorite for MVP just ends up being the quarterback of the best team in the league. Uh, that's kind of what happened with Purdy a lot, and yeah, that's not always the case, but generally that, that can be true. I do wonder... The turnovers get mentioned, but would Allen be the favorite if the Bills had two more wins than they do? And they were in first place in the AFC East right 100%, now? 100%. Like, 100%. Yeah, to me, yes. you, you would... You I don't would, see any way he wouldn't be unless right. you have some sort of vendetta against him. Yeah, I, I think like the turnovers would be put to bed in the name of the Bills are in first place. And the other thing that the caller... I don't know if you just mentioned I missed it, but Richard Sherman was talking about on the clip I saw, Keyshawn Johnson walked off for some reason. It's not even like it's a hot take. You know, it might be debatable, but Sherman said that he would vote for Allen because he believes no quarterback is more important to their team right now than Josh Allen is. And that's a little bit of the, well, take this quarterback out, put another one in there, and what would they do? That's what you hear about Purdy a lot, right? And Mm -hmm. I agree with that sentiment. And to me, like, if if Allen and I really do think if the Bills had a better record, they had two more wins. You know they close it out. They don't have twelve men in the field against Denver, and the defense stops New England. I, I think he's the favorite right now. But it's you're right. You're hundred percent right. He also might have arguably the best stats of any quarterback. Well, right. It's not even yes. like the percentage of his offense for his team, which is astronomical. Yeah. He also you if you didn't know their team records. If I just gave you a blind, that, that's that's the test, right? If I just gave you the blind numbers and said, here are the numbers of quarterbacks, I'm not going to put names, not going to put team records, here they are. You could look at him and say, this guy's having the best year. You, you might not, but it's very possible you could do that. But for some reason, and you made, Joe, you made the right point earlier, which is if he goes in and wins a Super Bowl this year, everything changes. What I mean by that is, once you win the Super Bowl, you're a made man, even when it comes to this sort of stuff. Because Mahomes, he has more, it's more leeway, I guess, right? Because he's won a Super Bowl. And I think until you do that, because he's Mahomes, you know, they're going to, he could have the same stats as Josh. I don't think we're talking about turnovers. I don't think people are docking him turnovers. They're like, yeah, he's Patrick Mahomes is what happens. Because he won a Super Bowl, he gets more of a grace, I guess. But once you do that, you become a made man even in the individual voting. Yep. He still can win it, by the way. He still might. I, I would bet him right now to do it. I mean, it's long, longer Josh. odds. Yeah. I, I, think, oh, I think he might. I think if they win the division, I think he's the MVP. I'm not even sure it matters what, what? what Lamar Jackson does. I think if Allen wins the MVP or wins the division, he'll be the two seed. He'll have a great record. He'll have the best stats. I think that, I think he will be the MVP if that happens. One other thing on this before we get to Brian Colesio here in a minute. When you look at that chart I put out, like, is there anything else that stands out to you? I mean, I, to me, I'll, I'll tell you what I, why I hmm. say this. I mean, the turnovers for a lot of these guys, they're all just... Yeah. Holmes has 16. There's a lot Jalen of turnovers. Holmes has 18, tied with Allen. Well, really, the guy with the best touchdown-to-turnover ratio is Dak. Yes. And he, but, he only, but it's right. That's right. Thirty-two to nine. And he was the favorite up until two weeks ago, um, and deservedly so. He's dropped right. Like those are two mm-hmm. huge games for them on the road, 
and they just didn't even show up for the Bills game. I mean, they deserved they deserved to be shut out in that game. They scored a garbage time touchdown, and Jordan Phillips dropped a super easy interception. Um, if he's a linebacker, maybe that's that's a zero yeah. for Dallas. So they didn't show up for that game, and then you know the Miami game. He wasn't terrible. He made a clutch throw at the end, which maybe deserved more credit, but. Dak's the one with the best touchdown to turnover ratio. To me, anyone out there, th- this should be the rule of thumb. If you're a person out there that won't vote for Josh Allen and your reason is because of the turnovers, then you should be voting for Dak Prescott. That's good. I like that. Purdy hasn't been bad in that category, but he has 13 because of the four he had last week. Right. 31 to 13. And if you look at the bottom of the list, some more impressive maybe numbers than I would have thought for some of these guys. I knew C.J. Stroud was having a good year. He has mm-hmm. missed two games now. But, Joe, not bad. Rookie, man. 3,700 yards, 23 touchdowns, and nine turnovers. That's not bad at all. That's a really nice year. That's yeah. rookie of the year numbers for sure. And How about who else would I look the at? Guy, the Go guy ahead. that I think deserves a, a shout here is, is Baker Mayfield. 27 mm. touchdowns, 11 picks. Not because it's better than, like, even Stafford below him, I think, is a better ratio. Stroud, too. Right. But Mayfield just being on the list. I mean, yep. he was, we didn't even know if he was going to start the year, right? We thought it could be um, right. Kyle Trask. And he's had good numbers, not MVP <laughs> good, but he's had good numbers. And he's got his team in first place in a, in a weak division. But, like, to me, Mayfield has silenced a certain portion of the population that thinks he's not even a starting level quarterback. I don't think he's amazing, but. I think he's a he's a decent starting quarterback in the league, and I think he's I think he's proven that this year. One more call here before we get Brian and Gerald in Buffalo. Go ahead, Gerald. Hey, how you guys doing today? Morning, good, good. Thank you. I, I'm just trying to figure out why Bills fans seem to be so delusional about what okay. everything that has to do with the Buffalo Bills. I listen. I was born and raised in Buffalo. I lived through four Super Bowl losses. This guy's not going to win a Super Bowl in Buffalo. Who's this he's guy? Great to watch. Don't get me wrong. He's great to watch. Who are we talking about? Yeah, who's this guy? Uh, 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 Allen, Josh Allen. Okay. You know he's excited to watch, but he's not going to win a Super Bowl. The Bills are not going to win a Super Bowl. They're just not built. They have. They're not built that way. What is that way? So what for the we, next ten years, they'll never be built that way. Like, why is it on Josh? I get. Let me let me try to correlate what you're saying here. They're not built that way now, so you're saying, but you're saying it's because of Josh, and he will never win one, even if he plays another twelve years. No, I, I think Josh is just part of the problem. What problem? Can you expand, Gerald? That we're having trouble understanding what you're saying. I apologize. the 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 Buffalo Bills team as a whole, they don't have all of the right parts and pieces to win a Super Bowl, and I think that the coaches hit a ceiling. What are they missing? But we can't. We're trying to get to it. What do you think they're missing that doesn't have them as a Super Bowl team? Thing is, is a, a just a ground pounding running attack. That's the biggest thing that they're missing. I understand that the NFL is a pass happy league right now. I get that. But okay, gotta- so I want to ask you this before I let you go, Gerald, because I I think this is a fascinating call from someone in Buffalo who watches this team and Josh Allen. Why do you think Josh Allen is a problem and can't win a Super Bowl? He makes too many stupid decisions. A lot of those interceptions are, are based on his stupid decisions. Jim Kelly went to four straight Super Bowls and didn't have anywhere near as many turnovers as Josh Allen has. 
Are you sure about that? I'm positive. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a second. I want to just go here because I want to point something out to you. He also didn't have anywhere near the completion percentage or the touchdowns. It was a way different game 30 years ago. Yes, and he also had a running game, which meant that he wasn't throwing the ball okay. as much as Scott. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, Gerald, can I, can I blow your mind and your world for a second? Can I do that? Sure, Ready? here we go. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm, Nin- I'm driving, hold driving, on, Gerald, Gerald, hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> 1992, Jim uh-huh. Kelly led the NFL with 19 interceptions. 1993, 18 interceptions. 1994, 17 interceptions. Josh has 15 this year. Josh Allen has 15 interceptions so far? That's correct. Yeah. Oh, oh. And Jim Kelly had, you ready? Wait, 17, 11, 17, 18, 17, 19, 18, 17, 13, 19. So again, tell me the stat on how Jim Kelly never had near the interceptions of Allen. Can you tell me that again? Well, I guess you just blew me out of the water on that one. I guess Jim Kelly just had a better team. Well, hey, but maybe, maybe, maybe the fans that you're referring to aren't the delusional ones. I don't know. You got to do a little research on that if you want to bring that. And also... I, I hate that that point too. Like you can't win a Super Bowl without a power run game. Okay, except for the last like seven teams that have won the Super Bowl. Like Clyde Edwards Hilaire was the starting running back on a Super Bowl team like three years ago. The uh it's weird to make that point when the Bills are having their best season running the ball in like six years. It's like the first time that they've had a really good run game. Not the best, but a really good run game combined with the roster that they have that is in a Super Bowl window. So it's just a weird time, too, to bring up a point of, well, it's because they don't have a run game. Well, did we watch the Cowboy game two weeks ago? Like, They don't have it every week, but they don't look like that ever, and they just dismantled a Super Bowl-caliber football team in their own building, but it was completely because of the run game. Just a little advice for everybody. Don't ever try to compare 40 years ago playing quarterback in that, this league. That's now. that's also uh, Don't yeah. just don't do it. It's a good rule of thumb. That Jim yeah. Kelly led the NFL with a 63% completion percentage one year. Led the NFL. Doesn't uh, You just can't do it. This is not a shot at Jim Kelly. It, the game has changed. Yo, we got to take a timeout. I'm going to bring Brian yeah, Cozio yeah, in. Yes. We could talk about that as well. Uh Brian's old like me, so we'll get his thoughts on all this and we'll go forward with him on the Sabres as well next on WGR on the Extra Point show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. A lot of you will remember that 1989 ending in Miami, Jim Kelly running it in to win the game. He only had seven rushing touchdowns his entire career. That was one of them right there. Josh Allen, of course, already has, what, 15 this year? What what has he got, Joe, this year? 13. 13 rushing touchdowns this year. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Brian Cozio joins us on the Western Hotline. Brian, of course, you know, we were a little late with the last caller. I had to get that caller in, but I'm going to piggyback the caller as we transition to you, and thanks for joining us today. Um, I, I just said... Don't ever bring up 40 years ago playing quarterback to compare anything in this league. I mean, you, you've seen it. It's just, there's no point. It's a completely different game. And by the way, good morning to you and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Good morning. Same to you guys and all of our listeners. Yeah, I mean, it's such a different game. I mean, it was almost a rarity that any quarterback really like was involved in the running game at all. I mean, I guess what, in that era, there was Steve Young and Randall Cunningham. Right. But beyond that, there there really wasn't like a strategy to involve the quarterback running. Like now, obviously we see it with a lot of teams, including with the bills and with Josh Allen. And, you know, we've had a lot of discussion about, you know, should there be direct calls for Josh to run and when to do it and when's the right time. And so, yeah, it's definitely to to compare it to the era that Jim Kelly played. And it's just, you know, it's, it's a totally different game. Would you vote for Josh Allen for MVP right now? Uh, today, I think no. If they win the AFC East, yes. I know that makes the question easier, but uh-huh. mm-hmm. I think if they go on and win the AFC East, I think I would vote for him. Trying to take my Buffalo cap off. I know that I get to see him more than any other quarterback in the league, but when you look at the stats, the total touchdowns, the percentage of touchdowns that he's involved in with his team, it's you know rocket ahead of everybody else in the league. Um, we, we know that nationally the narrative has been quite a bit about his turnovers, but in the end, you still look at like the TD to touchdown or turnover ratio and all these other things. He's still ahead of almost everybody in the NFL. So, um, today, I think if I had to cast a vote today and honestly do it, I think I probably would, I, I would consider Lamar or McCaffrey maybe as my top two choices. I think though, if Allen is right there and if they go win-win and win the East, I think I might be t- I, I would be tempted to switch to him. Brian calls you on the West Her Hotline. All right, let's just stay on the Bills real quick, and I'll transition to Sabres and, you know, last night and what they're going through right now. 
Um, you know, the last couple of games here, they need a lot to happen. But from your standpoint, your vantage point, you watch this team from the outside. What do you think has changed mostly? Is it as simple as if I said, Brian, what's changed? If I said just the offensive coordinator, has that been to you the biggest difference in the offense and Josh Allen over the last several weeks? I think so. I think that Joe Brady's really put him in a spot where he can be a little bit more successful. You know, I mean, his turnovers are down over the course of the last month since he's changed over. So I think he's got to get credit for that. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we sit here at this point of the season and look at, you know, ironically enough, a team that the Bills probably should not have lost to, the Patriots, and you look at these games, like the Jets game in the opener. Well, if they just didn't turn it over, even if they just punted throughout the second half of that game, they probably win because the Jets were not going 80 yards on the Bills. The only way they could is if they had short fields that they were given to. The Patriots game, you could say the same thing. The Broncos game, you could say the same thing. Um, so I think of the fact of, like, look, this team – has overcome so much, but I think this, I think I've been so impressed Val. I think you've probably said this too. I've been so impressed by this team's depth, especially on defense to continue to overcome these mm. injuries and not play perfect football for sure. But I think the fact that you would have told me to start the season, okay, they're going to lose corner. Number one, at some point, corner number two, the safeties are going to be in and out the entire time. Maybe their best player in Matt Milano, Von Miller was going to be a non-factor. Jacon Jones is coming out of the lineup for essentially the entire season. Uh, more linebacker injuries here and there. I mean, I would have said, oh, my God, it's even worse than last year when we thought that they had a severe amount of injuries. And they've been able to keep them enough in games to the point now where the offense, I feel like, has figured out a really, really nice identity. And they figured out that they have an up-and-coming star in James Cook and figured out a way to utilize him. I mean, the day he was drafted from Georgia, one of the – top things on his resume was, hey, he's a receiving back. But they never seemed to quite be able to use him in the passing game effectively until Joe Brady took over. And even last year, when, or even, yeah, when they brought in Naeem Himes, I was like, well, finally, they're going to use the running backs. And they just never got him the ball either during the time when he was healthy and on the team. So I think that's been a really, really a huge thing. They've been able to involve him with the running backs. And, you know, when you're throwing to a running back, being covered by a linebacker or, you know, not necessarily the team's best corner. So I also think these are higher percentage plays, too. So Josh has been able to, in that sense, maybe limit some of what we consider danger throws for him is getting Cook involved. And I know that maybe brings guys' numbers down like Diggs' numbers down and Gabe Davis's have games where we've had no catches and things like that. But as a whole, has the offense produced what it's supposed to do? Yes, it has. I think it's just kind of been rearranged in a manner now that A, is a little bit more higher percentage, and B, also at this time, seems to be doing things like, hey, look at 13, eight, eight play drives, 10 play drives, 12 play drives, and you're not asking Josh to play superhero ball. So I think it's been a nice mix. I just hope that they don't lose the ability that if they want to go to Stefan Diggs for a 10-catch game, that they still have that in their arsenal. If they want to fire a deep to Gabe Davis for a 50-yard play, we saw it last week, can they still do that at the same time? And that's where I think they can be really most dangerous, as long as they still think they have the ability to go to that if they feel like the matchup warrants it. Well, we've almost done it, Brian. We've almost made it to 10:45 with uh, avoiding, the, uh, avoiding the Sabres, which is, uh, you know, no one's feeling great about <laughs> the state of the team. So other things would... You know, are more interesting, but how do you do it, man? <laughs> These post game shows, how do you do it? You can, 
you, you, I, I, I'm appreciative you gave me an opportunity to talk about the Bills. You can, can you yeah. sense the pep <laughs> in my voice? I've got more energy talking yes. about that. <laughs> yes, I can. I'm sorry to devolve us or bring us back into, uh, you know, the rink. But no, I, I totally can. I can totally feel it. It, um, you know, I mean, losing to the Bruins is not anything new. If you would have said, well, Boston's going to win, like, was it, it wasn't necessarily a surprising result. The Bruins are one of the best teams in the NHL. They've had the Sabres number for a long time here. Um, it's just the reason, again, for the loss and the reasons we're hearing from them from the players that are continuing to just beat people down. And it's the same over and over about, well, we competed for four minutes, and then as soon as Boston scored, you know, we weren't able to handle that. And last night, the word from Don Granado was grind. He's like, oh, we didn't grind enough. We need to learn how to grind out shifts and grind out periods. And, you know, before that, the entire month of December, or the, the, the entire month of November was about compete level. And then we've heard shot mentality. And a lot of this all drives back to, effort sort of things and that to me is what I think is most bothersome for fans is how often do you watch games with the Sabres and sit here and say man that is such a solid effort they just they just couldn't you know like talent wise they couldn't just overcome a team that was more talented that hasn't been the case you know obviously Boston last night they lost to but they've played pretty well against the top 10 in the league they have a winning record against the top 10 in the league so that it doesn't come back to the fact that they don't have enough talent to compete with the best in the league. That's not what we're watching. We're watching team, we're watching guys that aren't coming ready to play. Here we go, another cliche thing again. And again, another thing that has not been new to this season. It's been the same for a decade long about not coming ready to play. And like, well, is that on the coach? Probably. Is that on the captain? Probably. Is that on the players? Probably. Like, yes, all of the above. But the makeup of this team right now just does not coming ready to play. They've been outscored in the first period this year, forty-eight to twenty-six. I mean, it's almost a two-to-one mar- margin right there. I mean, and that's not a small sample size. If you said, "Oh, a two-to-one margin," well, it's only been five games. We're almost at the halfway point of the season, so we're through thirty-six games. So to be almost outscored two-to-one in the first period, I mean, that's pretty poor. And if you look at who's scoring. First, the Sabres, it's even more than a 2-1 to margin in terms of who's scoring first. And if you look at just solely games at KeyBank Center, all these statistics are even worse. So, I mean, these aren't repeating. These aren't new problems. They can't play well at home. They can't get off to good starts. They seem to not be able to either compete slash grind slash be ready to play, you know, whatever phrase you want to use for that on a consistent basis. So here we are saying the same thing, Sal and Joe, that if you were – talking to me six years ago at this exact time, I, I might be saying the exact same thing, which I think is what's really annoying to fans because it, 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 the saber fatigue factor with these conversations just is, is evident and it's clear and you can feel it in the building, even on a night when people are down there and it's sold out and people are on vacation and holiday time and having a good time to go down there. And it's kind of a quick buzz kill right away when you're watching them. I felt it last night. We were there. It was frustrating as heck. It was just, Yeah, I mean, you feel it, and I was waiting for the, you know, fire Donnie chance or something to come back up or something like that from the other night. Look, I mean, 1-1-1 against the Leafs, Rangers, and Bruins is not bad, right? You could take that. 
but it's in totality of how they've played that gets you to, but it's not good enough because they've dug themselves a hole. If they're in the middle of a playoff spot here and right there, yeah, we could take that. You're just, you're staying where you need to be. That said, here we go. Blue Jackets, Senators, Canadians, Penguins, Kraken, Senators, Canucks, Sharks, Blackhawks. That's coming up. Brian, if they don't have, that is two, four, six, eight, nine games before you get the Lightning in game 10 even. Okay, what are the next 10 games? If they don't win, excuse me, like six or seven of them maybe, we have to start having, again, an uncomfortable conversation about Don Granado. I agree. They've only had a winning streak once the entire season. They had that two-game win streak at the end of October and in November when they beat Colorado and Philadelphia. That is the only time all year that they have put together consecutive wins. I mean, you cannot make the playoffs, even in the NHL, where half the teams make it. You can't do that where you only have won two in a row twice. And, Sal, I agree with you. The next 20 available points, this is maybe the easiest stretch of the schedule. There's not a lot of travel in here as well. There's a lot of home games. And the opponents are on paper, for if that means anything to this club, gettable. And out of these 20 points, like I think there has to be – 14 or 15 or even more for you to truly believe and for people to think like that, hey, there is some hope for this season because there really has not been anything because of how inconsistent they've been here. Like we just mentioned, only one time as they won a two-game win streak here um, to really truly believe that maybe there is something amongst this group. And then it does go to exactly what you just said. Are we back to do we have the right coach? Does the GM have to shake up this roster again? And now it's harder to do because you just gave a lot of guys a lot of money and a lot of term. So shaking up the roster to have a big impact is now a lot more challenging. What's going on in the golf world? Charlie Woods, Tiger Woods. Are they like, is Charlie, like how good is Charlie, I guess? I wonder that sometimes. He seems pretty good, but he's playing with Tiger in these combined tournaments. How good is he? Good question. I mean, to judge a, a 14-year-old, the path that they're going to be on. I mean, watching professional golfers and hearing like their path as you know as youth, some of them started off as prodigies. Some of them don't bloom until all of a sudden they are playing like college golf. So to predict like is Charlie Woods going to be a professional golfer? I guess I would say he has as much going for him obviously as anybody ever would. He's going to have all the best, you know, instruction and maybe the guy that's had the best swing ever helping him and his father. Uh, clearly, it's not going to be um, – and he's not going to be held back by anything by in terms of like, well, is he going to have the most up-to-date equipment or clubs that fit him right? <laughs> like sometimes kids right. that maybe have a ton of talent have to worry about or access to practice or access to playing courses. Like he's not going to have that. Um, I, You know – Name a college that's not going to want Charlie Woods on his golf team. So he's going to have opportunities to play high-level uh, college golf, I think. Um, to answer your question and not to dodge it, it's really hard to predict um, if he actually you know, will become like a, a professional golfer at some point. Here's what he does have going for him. Part of being a professional golfer, obviously, as we all know from playing golf, is that it's mentally extremely a challenging game. And Tiger seems to be preparing him – for all the things that go with golf, even beyond just swinging the golf club, uh, like Earl did with Tiger, you know, whether about the focusing and the distractions and dealing with the fact that every step you take 
someone has a camera out and every reaction that you give, positive or negative, people are going to analyze and you're going to have to deal with all that. So he's growing up in a different world probably than almost any other kid would be uh, trying to make it as a professional. You know, is he trending well for him? Sure, I do. Uh, It's fun to watch him play because it also kind of maybe reminds us like, hey, there could be more to the, the Tiger Woods golf story through his son. Uh, it is fun to watch him play. It would be still the odds you'd say are against him, just in the sense that not a lot of golfers um, make it on a PGA Tour. I mean, think about it. If you're just talking solely PGA Tour, there's, what, 150-some players that regularly play. Like, if you take that out of the world, the percentage is as low as any professional sport, probably the lowest. There's so many more professionals in other sports. Uh, you go from, like, what, 1%? you know, half of a percent in these other sports to maybe a tenth of a percent in golf just because there's so few available. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a really good question, but it's exciting to watch him play. I, I, I hope he does it. I think it would be cool for everybody that maybe didn't get to see Tiger play at his best, that if his son has a lot of, of the fun and the magic that he could bring, uh, it adds a whole other generation of excitement. All right, buddy. Uh, did you have a great, great Christmas? Everybody uh, get what they wanted? Everything is great. Yes, I actually got my son new golf clubs. Speaking of that, I, oh, I love it. Nice. The same age as Charlie. He's 14 and loves to play. So we got new clubs because he's growing like crazy. So that was that was a, 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 a his big gift uh, that he got. But uh, yeah, it's been great. I uh, I think everybody in the family here were very fortunate. We had a good Christmas. I hope you guys did as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did for sure. Other than last yeah, year, we weren't and, trapped. Yeah. That's yeah. true. We're, we're able to go out and do things. You're right. Yeah. Being in the yeah, it's still are. I mean, it's actually really warm today. It's a little, little wet, but a little warm. Brian, we got to go. Thanks, man. Always appreciate you. Glad we could do this. I know you're off from uh, your normal job, but uh, enjoy the time off uh, with your family over this holiday break, and Happy New Year to you. Thanks, guys. Same to you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Okay, Brian Cozio, okay. Sabres pre-post-game intermission host here on the Sabres Radio Network. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll do a brief segment. We'll take another timeout, and then we're going to have Joe Brady and Eric Washington from down at One Bills Drive for their weekly media availability. Joe, real quick, do the uh, Jets have much of a chance against the Browns tonight? Uh, I don't believe so, other than... It's the NFL week to week league. Right. Um, yeah. Other than that, I say no because the Jets have Trevor Simeon in a mm. pretty future offense, and the Browns have arguably the best defense in football. So I, I don't see the okay. Jets scoring more than like six points. Another related question, very quickly. We'll head out on this. If the Jets had signed Joe Flacco early in the season, how much different would their season be? They would be. Still alive for the playoffs would be my guess, but mm-hmm. not in a spot. Because I do think yeah. Flacco's I mean, having six and nine. I could I could yeah. see them at eight wins maybe. Here's why I wouldn't just assume that they would be like in a spot because Flacco yeah. is performing greatly in Cleveland, and last year he even had some big numbers with the Jets in a few games. But with the Jets, an offensive line. Is really bad, and I don't think that Joe Flacco at this age is going to deal well with a lot of pressure. Cleveland, he doesn't have to deal with that. Cleveland's got one of the best offensive lines in football, so mm-hmm. I, I just think the protection element of it 
he he would not be doing as well, is all I mean to say, with the Jets as he's doing with the Browns. Good point. Tonight, Jets-Browns, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. That kicks off your Week 17 in the NFL. In the meantime, we'll take a timeout, come back here. On the other side, we still got Sneaky Starts and Sits. we got Three Dog Thursday, and we have Joe Brady and Eric Washington from One Bills Drive. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 